going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode five. Sorry, I'm a little down in the dumps today, but uh, we're going to go go ahead and just rock it out anyways. Stud, how you doing, buddy? Um, I'm not happy, man. Yeah. Part of me feels like I've ever just been so excited like say you're a five-year-old say your parents are taking you to school all right and okay no no five-year-olds getting excited to go to school so we're gonna have to all right we're gonna have a different example no 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 it's perfect (laughs) it's perfect say bad bad start but all right say your parents are taking you to to school and they say hey after school, we will take you for some ice cream. Okay. Well, no, if you, I wasn't already no, crying after that, the fact so that you're I excited. To to school, now I got to wait so all day to get my ice cream. Ex- so you're so excited for this ice, for this ice cream. <laughs> and you're going through all day excited for this ice cream. And then it comes time, your parents pick you up and they say, hey, mom take me and she says nope not happening we're going Mm. home and you're depressed Mm. because you were looking forward to that ice cream all day all day and now you're just heading home (sighs) empty-handed that's how it's like that's like a double whammy of just pure crap well not only did i have to go to school which i mean i okay i guess as a five-year-old your school is pretty much nap time, snack time, and recess time, so it's not that yep. bad. But still, I got to go to school instead of just staying home and playing all day. Then you promised me ice cream, and I can't get that either. Wow. Yep. Well, cool. Now I I'm feel. even more depressed because now I'm well, feeling for that little five-year-old. So thanks well, a lot. Well, that was that's how I feel. Fair enough. Because that five-year-old is me. I am that five-year-old, and uh, I, I just want that fucking ice cream so bad. <laughs> but the Packers yeah, won't; they won't take me for that ice cream. <laughs> yep. Well, anyway, with that being said, uh, yeah, we are depressed over here at Fourth because yet again the Packers fell short of that Super Bowl appearance. Add that to the list. All witnessed on Championship Weekend. So Championship Weekend was a rough one for us, but. We got a good uh, episode planned for you guys today, including a special guest about to join us that we're going to get here on the line in just a couple seconds. Uh, he is the president of a very prestigious Call of Duty regiment, my cousin, Joe Schultz. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm uh, a big fan of what you guys got going on here. I'm uh, happy to be here. Awesome. We love it. Good to yeah. have you. Thanks for coming on, bud. Yeah, so, thank you. Anyway, as we talked about, uh, championship weekend was last weekend. Uh, you know, you got the Chiefs and the Bills. Kind of knew how that one was going to go. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because the Bills started out nine to zero, and you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, nine nine points, little nine point lead, nothing, not going to be a walkthrough here. But then, you know, the Chiefs put up twenty one unanswered in the second quarter, and it's like, okay, there it is, cool. So. Chiefs move on to the Super Bowl. No surprise really there. Same thing. Good run for New Buffalo. year. Yep. And yeah, yeah not so too that's much shock there. There's the uh there's the AFC contender over there. Again, no surprise. NFC was a little a little tougher to swallow, obviously. Um Buccaneers. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, um they got lucky. Uh <laughs> I don't really, yeah. I mean, it's that was just tough, obviously. As Packers fans, you just want your team to move on, obviously. And but not only to be sent home, but to be sent home, how they sent us home like that was just, in my opinion, the toughest pill to swallow. Yeah, it was just an unfortunate string of circumstances, I would say. Um, not being able to capitalize off turnovers. Uh, you hate to see that. I saw a stat the other day. Uh, Rodgers has the most uh, 
playoff losses with having over three touchdowns thrown like that. Uh, that one really hurts. That one really stings and hits home. Hate to see I, that. Uh, that's just tears, just tears from my eyes. Yeah, that obviously just it breaks my heart. Um, I think that Packers fans wanted that so badly for Rodgers because of just everything that the Packers have put him through. This was kind of our finally our season to like. This is it. This is an awesome team. Like, this is the season. And then to have it end so abruptly, it was just heartbreaking to say the least. Yeah, no doubt. I would say, I would say that uh, probably a state of heartbreak is exactly the words that you would use to summarize Wisconsin right now. But, you know, the sad part about it is we're actually used to it. You know, I mean, not that you ever really get used to that kind of pain and that kind of just frustration from your teams, but I found a list here of basically the the three main teams in Wisconsin, the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers, kind of their losses of big games recently, and actually the UW-Wisconsin Badgers as well. So in 2011, the Brewers lose the NLCS. 2012 and 13, the Badgers lose the Rose Bowl. 2015, Packers lose the NFC championship 2015 as well. The Badgers lose the NCAA basketball final against Duke Hmm. 2017. The Packers lose the NFC championship again, 2018. The Brewers lose the NLCS again, 2019. The Bucks lose the Eastern conference finals when they were the favorite 2020. The Badgers lose the Rose bowl again. And then 2020 and 2021, the Packers lose back-to-back NFC championships. So, yeah, state of heartbreak mm. would be the exact uh, way to describe it. Oh, my. Can you imagine how much worse it would be if the Packers hadn't won the Super Bowl in 2010? Oh, had my they not, goodness. Had they not taken a comb the trophy that season? Like, can you Im- imagine just mm. the amplified just pain? Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine. Uh, I think something really uh, uh, kind of an interesting thought to bring up is just imagine the type of uh, we'd be regarded as like a sports Mecca in the Midwest or I mean, Mm -hmm. across all three major sports platforms. Like I just can't believe like the, the media perception on the, on Wisconsin, if they would have won at least like a handful of those championships. Oh God. No doubt. That's crazy to think about because Honestly, when you when you think of, you know, kind of the powerhouses in sports, you think of the Yankees, kind of the Red Sox. You think of um, the Warriors for you know, kind of that stint in the NBA. You know, you don't you don't really think of Wisconsin sports ever in those conversations. So, to kind of have you know, like Alabama and college football. So to kind of have even just a few more wins, maybe Wisconsin could be looked at as you know, kind of a powerhouse in really any one of those sports. But instead, I, I'm struggling through this week because uh, yet another loss for a major sporting team. And it's it's just unbearable. Oh. I feel like I feel like the beers don't go down as smooth. You know, my Miller Lite just doesn't taste quite as good. Uh, the lifting, me. you know, all my weights just get a little heavier. The schoolwork just gets a little bit harder. You know, all these different things that just kind of pile up. And it's like, I don't I don't want to think about it. I just want to lay in my bed and just wait till next season to get heartbroken again. If I say <laughs> that's our only option. And even though that is actually what will probably end up happening, that does not promise that we won't be heartbroken yet again. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Being a homer shouldn't have this much heartbreak, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I, I didn't sign up for this, I would say. <laughs> I don't think any of us did. You had no choice in the matter. <laughs> All right, so, Joe, I got, a, I got a question for you. You know, like here at Fourth, we try to be, quote, unquote, unbiased media, you know, and kind of not be homers here. So to kind of ask someone who, you know, it doesn't matter if you're biased or not, trying to just spit little facts here for us, what do you think the Packers could do in this offseason to – break past that NFC championship barrier next year? Uh, 
I would say big thing receiver need a receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, the defense against the run, I don't think is still, uh, I think despite being able to keep their heads above the water, I don't think that that should be something that's off the list of concerns. Um, I'd say, I mean, the secondary throughout the year didn't look too, too bad, but mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that it's time to part ways with Kevin King. Let him yeah, pack his bags, uh, get somebody opposite of Jair Alexander that can, you know, cover deep threats and and really just kind of hold it down for the majority of a season. Um, but, yeah, I would say that it's definitely time to get Rodgers just a little bit of more, like, safe help at receiver. I don't think that uh, Devontae Adams or A-Rod want to, as much as they have that chemistry going, I think it's time to get another – uh, certified weapon in there it's going to be a deep free agent offseason for wide receivers so we'll see what's what happens and i think the packers should definitely try to tap into that the best they can yeah no doubt no doubt yeah, i agree for sure i mean do you do you gotta you know kind of your like number one pick like let's say let's say you're good against kind of just sitting in your office right now you got the choice you got the basically the money or the cap space, the picks to trade anything, however you want to look at it. Who are you going for? Hands down. I want this guy. I'm going to do what I have to, to get him. What'd you do? Well, my gut says Chris Godwin, but I, us up. yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of dying to see Kenny Galladay in the green and gold. If I'm being completely, uh, brutally honest with you, but, uh, (laughs) And another thing, I don't really think I, – I just can't have any faith in the Packers front office because I just don't think that – I don't think Goody's going to gonna really pull the trigger like like a lot of us want him to in our hearts. But it's just one of those things you got to keep your fingers crossed for. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully that we can kind of salvage these last few years that Rodgers has left with us and, you know, hopefully bring home that Super Bowl. But I'm not uh, putting all my – eggs in the basket on that one i don't really <laughs> the faith For just sure. isn't quite there the loss is still fresh but i am optimistic uh towards the future for I sure it. i love it so i have something for you so obviously the the pick of jordan love has been a very controversial pick That's so nicely. yeah so um so obviously seeing as he is how under our control plus Rodgers is an MVP and he's still performing like an MVP what do you do about love because say do you trade him do you just hold on to him behind Rodgers what would you do there um I would say it's definitely not quite the time to start you know possibly thinking of these packages where you could shop love i don't really think we have to tread into those waters yet but i think you definitely need to understand that it's a thing of truth that these quarterbacks can play well into their 40s um as we're as we saw this past weekend tom brady can still do it going for going for number 10 i, I believe don't, i don't even want to hear that from you right now Joe, I, know, but... I, I don't i don't because that man didn't do shit excuse my french but he didn't do shit because that dude threw three picks. He did. And somehow still manages to get the win. It's garbage because people still are like, oh, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Tom Brady got it done. No, he didn't. I could go out there and throw three picks. Yeah. I could probably yeah. throw six picks. Does that make I, me the GOAT? No. I but, could throw about 10 myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, um, but does that make us the GOAT? No, it doesn't. So no. I just I hate yeah. that narrative. I'm just saying I have nothing to say about the goat conversation. I'm just saying that he's in there. He's QB one in Tampa and you know, they're winning games and they made it this far. I think that the Packers should do anything that they possibly can to make that a reality for us. And I mean, Rogers has expressed that it looks like he wants to retire a Packer, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And I think because sadly they didn't make it happen for him this year, I mean, thank God we made it as far as we did, but I think it's time to seriously get him some help. Um, I mean, it's nice we have a tight end in Tanya now. I think that I think that that'll their relationship will continue to grow and they'll keep that chemistry alive. But I think it's definitely time to bring in another receiver, kind of let uh, 
let Rogers relax a little bit, not have to worry about, you know, coming from holes and just trying to make things happen. And on a flash, I think that if the Packers really put some time into their offseason, I think some good things can happen for the offense. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, the other kind of scary thing about it too, though, is, I mean, you got Aaron Jones. If they let him go, it's like, where, where does your running game go? You know, I, I think they showed that Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon can get it done, but obviously, you know, Aaron Jones just brings a whole nother really dynamic to that offense. So it's like, you don't want to let a guy like that walk because then your option is either to go free agency or hit the draft again for another running back or deal with the two that you have. But like I said, if you just go with the two you have, you're missing part of that dynamic part of your offense. So it's, you know, that's kind of just another question that the Packers are going to have this year or this off season, I should say for, you know, what are they going to do to get back and then break that barrier? I think that they should keep Jones. If I'm being honest with you, if they can make it work financially. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not amongst the thinkers of, uh, you know, I'm completely sold on AJ Dillon. Like I don't really, I am. I'm, I thought he played well the when he was in this year, but I don't think that uh, if they can make it work with Aaron Jones, I think they should for sure. Cause like you said, he's a dynamic part of the offense. Um, and he does a lot of stuff that you just don't really necessarily see on the stat sheet. I mean, he's great. Like little dump off passes, you know, he's going to get you something and uh, can just really extend plays. And I mean, I think that despite running backs being, more or less a dime a dozen in the league. I think that, you know, what we had with Aaron Jones, I think is something that they should continue to try and uh, try and keep alive. Yeah, definitely. Well said for sure. So Joe, I got a question for you. Well, it's actually it could be two, two parted. Um, so obviously you are a Packer fan, just like stud and I hear, but you know, are you one of those, one of those fans who, you know, if your team is out of the Super Bowl, you just don't watch or, are you just kind of a huge fan of the sport? You know, you'll watch it no matter what. And if you are going to watch the Super Bowl, who do you, who do you like between the Chiefs and Buccaneers? So here's the thing. I will watch the Super Bowl. I just won't watch it with that same kind of scope that I would if our team was in it. Obviously, Obviously they're sure. not. But yep. of course uh, not. No, I mean, I think that it could honestly be kind of a shootout. I mean, we got two super, super explosive offenses. I mean – I don't really know if the Buccaneers can put enough pressure on Pat Mahomes. And I just know Brady's going to make plays in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't, it's really kind of a toss up. I'm actually kind of excited for the game because it's so not one sided. I mean, if I really had to lean one way, I'd probably go Kansas City by a score, maybe two, maybe by 10, like kind of in that ballpark. But I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that there's going to be any type of blowout going on. I think it's going to go down to the absolute wire for sure. Okay. I like that. Stud, who do you like? My, well, so I also, I will be watching the Super Bowl. Um, I'm kind of on the same thought process as Joe. Um, I think it will probably end up in some sort of shootout. So I'll probably pound the over on it. Um, But I do think that it'll be, Kansas City, um, it'll be probably there. I think if I had to choose kind of like a spread them to cover, I would say they won't beat them by more than seven because I just look way too close. Um, I almost feel as if it'll be kind of a final drive. Somebody's in the final two minutes marching down the field to try to put up a a final second field goal. Um, I think it'll be Kansas City, but to be honest, anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. The kind of cool thing about this game is that these two teams have played each other already this year. I think it was uh, week 11 or week 12. And the kind of nutty part to me, you know, because I went and I'm a stats guy, so I went and looked back and, you know, kind of looked to see how the game was and things like that. And the final score kind of blew my mind a little bit because when I saw the stats, I was like, there's no way. Like, how does that even happen? 
Um, the final score was 27, 24, which like, okay, you know, you're probably thinking it was a close game the whole way, you know, kind of just match each other type thing. Um, but the chiefs had put up like 17 in the first quarter and they were up 17, nothing. So you were thinking it was just going to be this huge blowout and it completely didn't go that way. You know, you only end with 27, that's 10 points between the other three quarters. So obviously Tampa figured them out a little bit uh, defensively, but kind of the weird thing that I saw was Mahomes threw for 462 yards, which is like, okay, really? They, and they only put up 27. Yikes. So that was kind of strange. Tyreek Hill had 269 receiving. I remember that game like, now. What? Yeah, I know. It's, it all came yeah. back to me after yeah. that. Okay. Brady threw for 345, and he had two picks. So he's he's in these games, and he throws picks, which I just don't get. And then uh, the other interesting part to me that – you know, kind of, I think will be interesting for Super Bowl weekend is Gronk had 106 receiving, which Gronk really hasn't done all that much this year for Tampa. Um, he's kind of just been like that behind the scenes guy who like Brady always knows is there type of thing. So I think the thing that's going to keep Tampa in the game on Super Bowl weekend is going to be Gronk because I could be wrong on this, but I don't think anybody else on that Buccaneers roster has really been in a Super Bowl. Um, and they definitely don't have the experience that Brady and Gronk do. So there's something to be said about that kind of camaraderie that those two have with each other. And you got to believe that if the Buccaneers can get in the red zone, you know who his number one read is going to be to just about every time. I was saying that that's a, a very solid point, but I think that that would be crazy if Brady ends up leaving town, having his seventh and Gronk fourth. Like, that would be just crazy. They would have had all of their championships on the same team. And it's just like, in this Super Bowl, who else could you turn to that you trust and you know can't perform at that level? For sure, Gronk. So I do... Love the fact that you said that. I think that he is kind of the X factor, so to say, for this Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, predict two touchdowns from Gronk on Super Bowl Sunday. But, uh, yeah, you you know what? If Gronk can't make it happen, Mike Evans is a huge threat in the red zone. So, no doubt. let's just hope that he comes to play. If – for for all those Buccaneers fans, uh, myself <laughs> not included, but they better hope that he. I was going to say, wait play. a second here. Let's I say, hey, hey, hope hey. that Gronk like twists his ankle or something and doesn't play. Hey, I didn't say uh, anything. Okay, I okay, didn't well, say anything. <laughs> no, I absolutely hope that it is a blowout. And the stud called him last week. The Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. I hope the Chiefs that. absolutely blow that. them out. You know so. I, I don't know. I mean, Tom Brady finds a way to get in games and he might be, I'm, I'm not going to call him the GOAT. I will not, but he is the greatest winning quarterback of all time. And you can't even, you can't even debate it, you know, and that's coming from someone who can't stand him. I hate his guts, but he is the greatest winning quarterback of all time. He finds ways to compete and get in those games. So I think it's going to be a really good one. I'm really excited for it. That is very, very True. However, to kind of turn the tables also, that Chiefs offense is absolutely crazy. Tyreek Hill is like the fastest person out there by far. So um, have fun with Tita. Plus, you got Travis Kelsey, who is an all pro probably forever. Uh, He could catch whatever is thrown at him. You have just this crazy offense that can potentially put up 50 on you like the defense really like they they are the people that have to show up because if they don't show up it could be a blowout like a a 50 point just slaughterhouse for sure yep and that that is a that is a tough that is a tough defense 
over there in Tampa as the Packers kind of figured out. But at the same point, you know, they didn't do a very good job of containing the Packers. They did when they needed to. But, I mean, like Rodgers still threw for 330 yards or whatever it was. So he had a good game, but just wasn't enough. But they did have a lot of trouble with uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So, you know, you got to believe that they have trouble with him as the Packers speedster. They're really going to have trouble with with Cheetah because MVS is fast, but Cheetah yeah. is he's really not the Cheetah, <laughs> right? He's yeah. he, he ain't the Cheetah. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be a fun preview for us next week. You know, to kind of talk more about the Super Bowl and kind of dive into that. Um, but looking into this week, we got Pro Bowl week, which you know, obviously, there's not going to be any game, unfortunately. Who the hell cares? Even though, even though the games are kind of BS, anyways, but. Would have been kind of cool to, you know, maybe see some of the Packer players or, you know, really just any of those fun, talented players to just kind of go out and have some fun. And I do like the, uh, you know, the different games that they play on that weekend of, you know, like dodgeball and that kind of stuff. But it's uh, just another thing taken by COVID, I guess. I hate the Pro Bowl. It's a it's just a three and a half quarter, just two hand touch. That's all it is. It sucks. It's just a pointless waste of time that it's like, okay, like, why do we even have this? They don't try until the very end because, oh, a a $50,000 bonus. Okay. Yeah, sure. As if you don't have millions, who needs that? Plus, it's just this, like, it's just this two-hand touch, just waste of time. Nobody cares about it. I don't. I, I can tell you, I, I haven't watched one Pro Bowl ever. The only thing I've seen is the two-hand touch highlights, because that's all it is. It's just two-hand touch. It's a waste of time. I think it should be outlawed, taken out behind the shed, shot, buried, put in the hole. It just get it out of sports. Yeah, without a doubt, I can easily say uh, on record that I also hate the Pro Bowl. Uh, oh boy. I, I mean, okay. I, I don't want to be devil's advocate here because I also hate the pro bowl, but you know, kind of looking at it from the other side, it's like, what, okay. Take this for example, Aaron Rodgers obviously was a pro bowl this year, pro bowler. Sorry. Imagine if I, I can't even think of any of the AFC uh, defensive linemen that were in it this year, but like, just for example, Von Miller coming off the edge, Aaron Rodgers gets just drilled and he's out for next season. Are you really going to, you know, you can't, you can't put full force into that game because football is a dangerous game and it only takes one play for those guys to go down and possibly have career ending injuries. I mean, look at Alex Smith, that dude should not be playing football anymore, but he is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you it shouldn't takes, even have it. It takes one bizarre football play for these great players to be down. And those are the best players in the game. So it's like, it's, you can't go full force into the game. And I understand that. I appreciate the, you know, kind of the sentiment that you get from being a pro bowler. Yeah. And those are things that go into, you know, kind of being a hall of famer one day or, you know, things that build your legacy, but and it sucks. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I tried. I tried to. It's I tried to defend the Pro Bowl. I just. It can't. is a waste of time. You may as well just hang little fucking flags from their sides and play a a, a flag football because it's pointless. People half the time. All right. Well, I spend just half the time, but in my bizarre twisted mind, I love hits. I love seeing just a brutal, just force of football so to see this two-hand touch soft just crash out there waste of time take it you know, out back you know why shoot you it feel in the that head way? and get it out you know why you feel that way i hate it you it's know why record. you feel that way about you love the hits and all that garbage care. why because you've never played you don't know how it feels to get hit let, I know let, people like matter, that. Though. I know people that like that matter. that love the hits. Uh, uh, yeah, and most of them are defensive people. Let's just leave it at that. Matter. The Pro Bowl is not the game for you to watch. Study. Nope, it sucks. <laughs> it's not for you. Take it out back. Shoot it. Nobody's forcing you to watch it. 
Well, first off, no one's going to be watching it because it ain't happening this year. So, actually, thank you, COVID. One, <laughs> one thing I do miss about it's, – it's not really the Pro Bowl, but it's the Pro Bowl weekend. I saw a video. I think it was uh, like Bleacher Report or something. They did the 2000 um, like long throw contest or something. You know, yep. and for kind of the new age of quarterbacks, you know, Josh Allen – Patrick Mahomes, these guys who kind of talk trash a little bit between each other about who can throw farther. I saw in 2000, it was like Tom Brady, Aaron Brooks, um, Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was Doug Flutie can only throw the ball 60 yards. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're throwing like (laughs) 60, 65 Aaron Brooks topped out at like 73. I want to say, I think they should bring that back. Like just do the fun, like skills challenge stuff. That stuff is fun to watch. Yep, my I was, it's on funny. Josh Allen, <laughs> he's. I was that. just watching the same the same videos the other day. Yeah, all those different years, late '90s, early 2000s, those quarterback challenges. That stuff's awesome. Brett mm-hmm. Favre with the great showing and yes. uh, a few of those uh, coming the off the Super Bowl victory. Uh, yeah, no, I really think that uh, they should bring that back. And honestly, if that was what the Pro Bowl consisted of, I think I would honestly watch it. I don't care too much. 100%. To- watch the game i think it's cool like you said there's a lot of added sentiment to it but i don't really uh care to it's like the nba all-star game the mlb all-star game i really don't care too much about it it's just kind of a cool thing to celebrate i guess so yeah no doubt i mean although you brought up the nba all-star game i will say that last year's nba all-star game was arguably like one of the most fun NBA games as a whole that wasn't playoffs like most fun to watch period because you got all those superstars on one court and for some reason like I mean there's no defense really in the NBA period but and it was even more so in that game but when it got down to the wire those teams were grinding you know and like you got LeBron playing against Giannis you know and they're guarding each other like you could tell that there was some serious like want to win that game. So if the Pro Bowl could find a way to kind of, you know, maybe incentivize the players or, you know, incentivize the teams as a whole to try harder. Cause like you said, Ryan, 200,000 or whatever bonus they get, that's not shit. Like that's literally like a dollar to those guys, especially those guys, because those are the true millionaires of the league. So like, that's nothing like they don't care about that little amount of money. Like, yeah, sure. Cool. 200,000. But like, are they really going to risk an injury for it? No. So I think it'd be cool if the NFL found a way to make those guys try a little bit harder. Like the NBA is kind of doing. Yeah. See, I'm just uh, trying to find it. I think that the past all star game that's out there is either Two, oh, no, nope, there it is. Two, 2003. Plenty of Hall of Famers. Plus, it was Michael Jordan's final All-Star game. Oh, and, yeah, Jordan against Kobe. Yep, yep. it was Yep. Kobe, VC, uh, KG, Shaq, Allen Iverson, just all these Hall of Famers. So, so if we're talking – Greatest of all time, I'd have to say probably 2003, um, and I don't think okay, it's a question. How coherent were you when you were seven years old watching an NBA All Star game? Oh, really? I did. You, oh, I you didn't full watch on remember that? Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. I didn't. No, so you I, can't I didn't even watch say that. Well, it's highlights, huh? Oh, okay. Same thing. Same, were you there? Same thing. Well, I haven't been to any All Star games, so I wasn't in any of them. Whatever. I see where he's coming from. I think that that'd be pretty cool to be able to uh, go to an All Star game. Period. That but would be very. Think cool. about those those early two thousands like superstars, the guys that just aren't. You know, they're slowly crumbling out of the league. Mm-hmm. Most of them are all gone at this point. LeBron is, is like the one of the final standing guys. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I would have loved to have been more coherent myself at that time, yeah. but I feel like the the all-star weekends and the pro bowls of today's world just don't have the same flair as they used to. Maybe that's just the changing times. I don't really know, but no, I definitely agree where he's coming from. 
uh, on that whole thing. I would say it's, I mean, it's people getting a little softer, a um, mm-hmm. little more prima donna in the league than maybe there was in years past, you know, which sure, yeah, is kind of sad to see, but a lot of flopping out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to hear that from you because the days mm-hmm. when you and I played pickup basketball, you were the biggest flop out there and you're about 270 pounds. I so. called the charge on it though. Guys who are as big as matter. you should not be taking charges. I'm sorry. You, just, well, you know what? Get big, make a block. You have to do what you have to do. Oh, my Spread God. the team. Spread the team. <laughs> All right, so, Joe, I kind of want to dive into NBA with you now that we're kind of talking about the NBA All-Star game. Um, last week we talked a little bit about, you know, kind of the uh, – I almost called him Kyrie. The Harden going to the Nets, you know, and kind of that forming of the super team. What uh, What do you think about do not that? even get me started. Oh, boy. I know where this is going. Knock it off. These fucking super teams are goddamn ridiculous, dude. I hate it. I seriously do. How is this okay? But in 2010, Chris Paul do the Los Angeles Lakers. How is that not okay? But, oh, yeah, sure. Three all NBA first teamers can be on a team together. They put up like 175 points <laughs> just by themselves. It's bullshit. It, it, it seriously is. And then, good God, Kai, be <laughs> that cry baby. How can you hold out? How can you hold out for, oh, I'm not showing up? And then, as soon as Harden waltzes into town with his fat ass, huh? Uh, <laughs> Oh, hey, now I'm going to come back and play. That's soft. You are soft. You're all soft. It's the same shit as Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. There's Hanks, all of them. But you know what? It's because Brooklyn, no one in New York has been relevant for I don't know how long. Yankees have sucked. Rangers have sucked. Giants suck. The Jets suck. Then picks suck. They all suck. So now, oh, here's the chance to make New York relevant. So yeah, sure. Send the trade through. Fuck you, Adams Silver. Fuck oh, you. No. I hate you. I hate your family. <laughs> God, this oh, is just man. the stupidest <laughs> shit. Super team should not be a thing at all. <laughs> this is why. This is why the small. Market teams are always fucked because teams like this, they're able to do it. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Good God. I I tried to keep it together, but that was just a little little symptom of the roid rage coming out, apparently. He's very he's very upset about that. Whew. I am I'm flaming right now. I am I hate them. I hate them all. I hate that whole team. I hate that franchise. I hate that. Just everything about a, a super team, I hate. Just, it's ridiculous. How can Adam Silver allow it? Seriously. Like, oh, yeah, sure. That's fine. Just go and put an entire all-NBA team on them and send the other uh, the fucking person that they traded him for is now out for the season. So now it's like, oh, we for sure won this trade. Everything's falling <laughs> into place for them because why not? Why not? They're ring chasing here, ring chasing here. Harden couldn't do it on his own. So fuck Houston. I'm going to Brooklyn. God, I, oh my God, dude. I hate them all. I hate them all. I'm mostly hate them all because they're such a threat to Giannis, but. Uh, hold on, I need just, just breathe. cool off a little bit. Just, just breathe. Well, while he takes a little break, uh, Joe, what what are you thinking there since yeah, that question so was meant for you, but apparently Ryan had a very strong feeling about that one. Oh, wait, you mean we're on the air? God, I hate this no. shit. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it because they definitely pose a big threat in the East. You know, not going to make the Milwaukee Bucks' the Bucks chances to uh, advance any easier. But 
I think it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, especially as Ryan mentioned, the Chris Paul vetoed Laker trade got, you know, obviously it was vetoed shut down, but <laughs> I don't really think that uh, that's, you know, how they operate anymore. I think they're doing anything to, you know, make money, keep people uh, tuned in on what's going on, you know, across the league. And I think that anytime they can uh, safely form one of those super teams, they're going to do it. And I mean, it's cool to see. It's cool to see Harden and uh, KD back together. I'm personally not a huge fan of Harden. I like KD, though. Like Kyrie, like his game. I think that uh, they're going to do some serious damage in the East. If everybody can stay healthy and everybody can uh, actually show up, I think that some good things could happen for him. Uh, it's going to be a tall order for the rest of the East. Uh, you know, the Heat, the Bucks, they're going to have their hands full with those guys. Oh, no doubt. And, I mean, actually – I'm, I'm fully anticipating, so I'm actually just kind of keeping my depression going probably for a whole nother week because I'm fully anticipating a 2021 loss for the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Nets at this point. Easy. With just how good they're playing. So it's, you know, I'm kind of just over-exaggerating my depression week because I know that that's coming. And that'll be a full 10 years of – uh Wisconsin sports losing. So, you know, may as well just Our keep time it will come. Our time will come. I have faith. I hope so. It's it's hard to say that because we've had MVPs now for each of those big three teams, and it just doesn't seem to matter. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> right? You good now, or are you can you can you breathe? I I think I'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pour, your, pour yourself a nice big old drink. You'll be okay. That usually does it. Yeah, we're all going to turn into alcoholics if we stay Wisconsin sports fans. But Dude, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised y'all aren't on that train. Well, the train's moving and they're still accepting uh, passengers, so. <laughs> Battle up! <laughs> all aboard! Sure, sure. Okay, I should be fine. Moving on. Whew, okay. Yep. All right. So let's, let's maybe move on from basketball. Next, yep. Good next topic. Um, the Hall of Fame for uh, the Major League Baseball. Um, I think it's pathetic that 14 voters sent in blank ballots and there are now zero Hall of Fame inductees for 2021, but I've already had my blood pressure be way too high. So I will kind of tear off into this one and I will let the two of you kind of take over so I don't lose it again. <laughs> Joe, you want to you start us off there? Yeah, well, um, biggest thing, Kurt Schilling, who – probably a hall of famer but i mean he likes to uh makes a lot of questionable choices outside of uh mm -hmm. you know outside of his professional life and career um probably should be a hall of famer not really a shoe in but he actually just recently said that he wants his name just to be completely scrapped which obviously won't happen but he's pretty much fed up with the uh you know the entire induction process and the voting process um Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, they should be Hall of Famers, in my opinion. I really think Barry Bonds is probably the best player that has ever played baseball in the history of mankind. Uh, Definitely hitter-wise. Yeah, it's just, it's just tough because baseball is trying to, I feel like, keep up with their, you know, it's the classic American sport. They're not really too open to making it more modern and more, you know, they're not really too proactive about bringing people in to watch what they're doing. Um, yeah, it's all about I, their image. Yeah, it's the image, you know, it's the yeah, the way they are conducting themselves and all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh but no, I mean I really think that they could bust open some new interests uh into baseball if they were to add dudes like Barry Bonds and McGuire, you know, Sammy Sosa and what have you to uh the Hall of Fame, or at least so, give them So the cheaters. Yeah, the cheaters. <laughs> um Barry Bonds, you know, you could argue would be a Hall of Famer even if Right. Didn't take PEDs. But I mean, he is the outright home run king. And I mean, I think that he should get some sort of recognition for that. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But I think they should make some serious uh, changes to the, you know, I mean, the baseball writers, they don't really, uh, they're kind of all over the place. And as Ryan mentioned with the, uh, with the ballots, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of a really kind of just fucked up situation altogether. Um, That's pretty much all. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Harry Bonds a three-time MVP prior to taking uh, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Well, I'm pretty I mean, sure he won seven in his career. And, yeah, uh, a seven-time three, MVP. Yeah, three of them pre-Royd. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I think the guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Sure, he, sure, if you take out the Royds, he probably doesn't have seven sixty-two or whatever it is, but he probably still have high five hundreds, if not six hundred. So right. that's. A something. Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a Hall of Famer. Um, it's, yeah. Well, and kind of kind of my take on that, that, you know, I might get shunned for a little bit on this, but I feel like we need to kind of figure out the difference between a true Hall of Famer and, you know, kind of just like, oh, yeah, sure, you can come in. Like, no, we're talking about the Hall of Fame here. Like, it's a very prestigious thing, and I'm starting to feel like, you know, kind of, they're just kind of letting anybody in, but they're not letting the right people in. If that makes sense. Well, see, that brings me back to my shilling point there. It seems as if they're voting on what kind of people these guys are. Mm -hmm. When in reality, you could be the biggest asshole you've ever met, but like, or anybody's ever met, but that doesn't mean that you weren't great at the game of baseball. Right. Right. And I feel like they're just getting too personal with it and they're just not, they're not breaking down how good of baseball players these guys were. And I just don't think that that's right. And I think that there should be some serious uh, amends made to, to kind of restructure the voting process and Mm -hmm. kind of uh, they should add some further guidelines to kind of, uh, you know, guide the voters on, Oh yeah, this uh, he met this benchmark of stats. Oh, he's right. He's a shoe in. He's got to be in. You know what yep, I mean? Yep. Might take some guys a couple of years to get in after a while, but you know, the obvious guys, even those taking PEDs, however good they were at the game of baseball. And if the stats prove it, they should be in, in my opinion. Well, and that's kind of like, you know, in the video games, any type of sports video game that you play, if you ever do like a, my career thing, they have certain stats that they have to get. They have certain, maybe you have to get a certain number of rings, a certain number of, um, you know, like points if it's basketball or yards if it's football, hits, whatever the case, you know, based on each sport. And I kind of feel like the voting and everything, you know, kind of that process you were talking about is more of just a popularity contest at this point. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's that has nothing to do with it. You could be the most hated guy, like you said, the biggest asshole anybody's ever met. But does that influence the fact on whether you got on base uh, 75% of the time? No. Yay Whether you hit a yeah. dinger all the time? No. I mean, so yeah, I would agree. It needs to be less of a popularity contest and just more of a true skill voting. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. And plus, on top of the fact, there should not be a single not filled in ballot. Like, these people should have to put down, say, at least five people you have to vote for for five or say say that say that at least two people have to be put in the call of fame per season or whatever it is but there's no reason that people should be sending in blank ballots and there isn't any reason that we should have zero people put in there because like someone someone in the available class should be put in most of the time about 99% of the time there is someone that's on that pallet that should be a part of the hall of fame but they aren't this year and i just think that that's kind of uh wrong to say the least yeah i would i would definitely agree and you know kind of I mean, it's a different sport, but kind of along the same lines of, you know, should they get in or should they not? Uh, Phillip Rivers just retired. You know, he had 17 long seasons, 16 with the Chargers, one with the Colts. 
had a stellar career as far as stats. I think he's like fifth in total yards or something like that, but he doesn't have the rings. Um, he never really even got close to, you know, kind of having that Super Bowl chance or anything like that. So kind of the big question is, will he get in the hall of fame? You know, and to me, I, I can see both sides because it's like, if it was just numbers alone, yeah, he'd probably get in because he's, I mean, fifth all time. That makes you the fifth greatest quarterback of all time. Right. I mean, should it not? So really he should be in, but he doesn't have the rings. He doesn't really have like the wins. So it's like, uh, can you, can you really put him in kind of thing? And based on how the, you know, kind of new world is, if it's a popularity contest, I mean, he's got, he's got 10 votes just from his family. You know, he's got nine kids and then <laughs> his wife. So he's got 10 right out of the gate. That man plus himself could field an entire like side of a football game. Like he has the 11 people that you have to have to field a football <laughs> mm-hmm. team. Like it's ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So it's, you know, kind of getting to be about that time to. Uh, yo, yo, hey, here. hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Whoa, hey. Breaking, breaking news here. Oh, um, breaking news. Um, I have a report here that says Deshaun Watson officially requests trade from Houston Texans. Wow. Ain't that some. Uh, Dang. Wow. I did not expect that. Ain't that some. <laughs> um, some wild ones. Yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. I oh, man, that kind of pisses me off, though, because. That's pretty crazy. He's he's how old? Do you know? Do you know how old Watson I mean, he's is? Probably the same age as is us. 20, he's probably 24, 24, 25. Yeah, yeah. He's probably like twenty five. I'd say twenty five. Right. Uh, see that that just makes me yeah. mad because you got a 24, 25 year old basically kind of falling into the basically what James Harden did of I'm just gonna baby my way out of Houston a little bit, you know, like and of course, you know. That's where Harden yeah. went from. Plus, Apparently, I'm just a Houston thing. Plus, I'm 95% sure that he has a no trade clause in his he just, contract. He just signed an extension in yeah, September. For like, I think it was what, 106 million or 40, something. 40 million. No, it was four years, 160. Be, they're paying them 106. 40. Well, that can be fact checked, but I'm pretty sure it's four years, 160. But yeah, it's like okay, you just signed this big, huge extension, um, and one season kind of turns to shit, and now you want out. Like, all right, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it, was, it was 160 million. Ooh, I'm right. Look at that bank. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, I. That is kind of, kind of eye opening to say the least. Uh, with that being, I just don't said, like the fact that he's like already giving up on the Texans. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. it. They did do him dirty by getting rid of Hopkins, but if you look at the numbers, he had his best season this year without him. So it's like, yeah, I don't understand that. Get a better defense and maybe some weapons to build around him, and you're fine. Like I don't get yeah. what the huge like problem so, is. So so then. Where do you think he ends up? I'm going to defer. I'm going to defer on that one and send it to our guest, Joe. They probably won't send him any place in the AFC, I'd assume. Duh, Bears. Oh, (laughs) please. Please please don't say that. Don't even put that into into existence. And about that that. boy from the Motor City, he's going to San Fran. You think Trubisky's going to San Fran? Stafford. 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 Oh, Motor City. The Motor City. Oh, that's Windy. Got some big old ears. Too many cities. Windy City. Motor City. City that never sleeps. There's too many fucking cities in this country. Um, Like three, but okay. Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) Matt Stafford to. I I like Stafford to the Niners. I can see that. I think he'd um, count on there, it, honestly. Yep. Okay, so then count oof. on it. Put the count house on, on it, huh? Put, Put the, the house, house on it. it. Exactly. Oh, yes. hey, hey. Ooh. I have mine. 
very minimal. That's mine. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Just kind of. <laughs> no, that's right. Kind of one of those terms. Use it. <laughs> hey, that's kinda... how you know he's a fan. He's a fan, though. We like. It. I love yeah. it. I love uh, it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Sorry to steal that from you there, but I do not have a lot of faith in Deshaun Watson to the Bears. Kind of just thinking about potential landing spots. You know, Indy's mm-hmm. going to be looking for somebody. Um. You know, the Jets are obviously going to be looking for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I don't New know. New England if, Patriots. The pa- the oh, Patriots no. too. Patriots. No. I hope the Texans aren't that stupid to go and trade <laughs> to give them to Belichick him into the AFC. Like, do you want yeah. the AFC to be ran by New England and Kansas City for the rest of your existence? Yeah, right. I mean, really? Uh, yeah, essentially. Or who knows? Maybe Deshaun Watson to San Fran and Stafford go play with uh with Belichick. I mean, that ooh. would be some. That would be some. I think wherever Stafford goes, stuff. I think he's going to do some serious damage. I, so I, I honestly love Stafford. I think yeah. he's so one I. of the most underrated QBs around. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, he's been he's been doing stuff like these no look throws and things like that for years, and it gets no recognition. But then Mahomes starts doing it, and it's like yep. all you can see on ESPN. So it's it's garbage, really, because Stafford's been doing that. For as long as I can remember, you yeah, know, these, playing these weird arm angles and stuff. It's this is a take. So if he plays five seasons, kind of similar to his to his career thus far, Matthew Stafford will be a Hall of Famer. Mm. Put it on that. Put it on that. Especially if he ends up in some place such as Indy or the Patriots, and then he actually succeeds there, he's a Hall of I I, I don't know not. if I can I, I feel like at that point he's gonna be in the kind of same conversation as what Rivers is and you know kind of where we're at with him. Like if he gets a ring, yes, then he's a shoe-in. But yeah, he's gonna need some Lombardis if he's gonna if he's gonna do right. that. I mean, but he doesn't have any MVPs, he doesn't have very many Pro Bowls. I he's just not there yet. I mean, granted, he's only what 32. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's got. He was the number one a pick. Decent amount of time, but yeah, uh, he was the number one pick in '09. So he's played for what now? 11, 12 seasons. So if right. he plays five more he's seasons, played on that's, the shitty ass Lions his entire career. So okay, but doesn't have a lot to go off of. Turn that around. So did Calvin Johnson, but you know that he's a call of famer. It's different though for receivers. Hey, get Tron's Hall of Famer. I don't know Absolutely. if he is. He didn't play all that long. Hey, get Tron is a Hall of Famer. Did you see what he used to do? Yeah, but that that doesn't do on matter. The field? You got to look at you got to look at stats and like accolades and stuff like that. It's not that how, man how baby dominated he made the defenders look like it doesn't dominated. Yeah, he did dominate for sure, but. That's not going to get you into the Hall of Fame. Well, it's then you heard it here first. Hagatron to the Hall of Fame. I will start a petition. I think I'm going to. The only reason sure it happens. if he were to get in, I would say he would get in because of his numbers in such little time. Because yeah. even though he didn't have the length of time in his career, the amount of time he did spend and like the numbers he had to correlate with it are insane. So that would be the only real way, but like he doesn't have really anything else going to get him in, but that's besides the point. I would say a take for me is if I'm the Jaguars, why am I taking maybe a quarterback who isn't as proven? I'm the Jaguars. Why don't I go get Deshaun Watson? bring him to Jacksonville, make him my starter, hit my franchise quarterback, and build around him. A guy who has proven in the NFL, he's shown he can do it, versus now I still got that number one pick, which, I mean, granted, they might have to trade it to get Watson. But say, so they will, who would they you? will have to, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, do you take Trevor Lawrence or do you take a guy who's proven? Yeah, well, especially because the Texans are supposed to have the, what, third pick? but they traded it to the Dolphins. So yeah. that'd be kind of perfect. They could now trade into that top spot and then Trevor Lawrence to the Texans. Ooh, I'd like that. 
I could see it. Definitely it. See and it. I think yeah. if I were yeah. a GM, I would, that's what I would do because yeah. I don't want to have to bring in a new rookie. I'd rather have somebody who's a certified pro already and he's still young. He is a certified pro, but then again, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be a bad dude in the NFL, I think. I think he's going to have a very long career. But like you said, he's not proven in the NFL yet, so it's definitely going to take some time for him to settle into a franchise, and hopefully he's got something to work with. But, I mean, like we see with a lot of these young quarterbacks, they kind of just go into these black holes and they can't really ever bounce out in some cases. But, you know, you got to just hope for the best for him. I mean – so we'll with that being said, do. so with that being said, so so obviously the Jags they hired uh, Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. So who would you rather see kind of as that two man like team, Meyer and Trevor or Meyer and Watson? Part of me wants Meyer and Trevor, but. I also don't hate Watson to the Jags too, because just Urban Meyer is just one of those football minds that he can speak to anybody. And I think that whoever he ends up having as a quarterback, he will turn them into a, a, Bad, bad person, a bad man. I think that's yeah, what they're I mean, planning I, with Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge Urban Meyer guy. I actually uh, just finished a book that's basically based on him and you know, kind of lessons in life and leadership. And you know, kind of just reading that gave me a whole new like respect for him and kind of what he's done, where he's been, that type of thing. And you know, I always used to hate him because he was the Ohio State coach. So it's like you have to. Uh, being a Wisconsin fan, but, you know, kind of just reading, you know, kind of his outlook on life and how he treats football and things like that. And his players, he just kind of made me feel like that's a guy I would want to like, just run through a wall for, you know? So (laughs) I kind of think there's a part of me that I would like to see Deshaun Watson play for Meyer just because of, I feel like Deshaun Watson has this, like all of a sudden, I, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's just, kind of how I'm seeing it, but I kind of just feel like he's been, you know, a little too big on I'm better than you almost in a sense, which not to say that he isn't, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks we have in this league right now, but I don't like that. He's kind of like almost making demands, you know, talking about, Oh, they didn't consult me and who they're going to hire for coach. It's like newsflash buddy. Uh, No quarterbacks get that privilege. Like, Aaron Rodgers didn't get that. They they called him after they said, yeah, Matt LaFleur is the guy we're going to go with. You know, then they contacted Rodgers. It, was, it wasn't, hey, this is the guy we're looking at. What do you think? You know, like you don't get to be in those conversations. That's the way of the business. So I feel like Urban Meyer would kind of get Deshaun back on the proper path, I feel like. Um, you know, just kind of like I said, with how he looks at his players' life, the game of football as a whole. So I would like to see that, but I do think that urban Meyer is going to succeed with either one. Yeah. I think you're definitely right on that. Uh, you know, the Clemson boys gotta just pick your poison on them, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. It's tough to say. I mean, that's kind of just what makes this whole, uh, it's going to make this whole off season that much more interesting. Cause there's so yeah. many different things, even Miami themselves, like they could be looking to, uh, to get a new QB too. But, uh, you know, it's it's going to be all over the place. Like I mentioned earlier, the the wide receiver, the market for wide receivers is going to be busted wide open. There's a lot of yeah. guys out there. You know, I, I I think there's a whole lot in store that we just kind of have to sit back and uh, and wait for the magic to happen. It's definitely going to be a fun offseason. I can't wait for I it. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. All right. Well, Stud, thank you for adding in that little breaking news segment. Glad we got to get that into this episode. That's It's going to be interesting to see what happens there, but uh, it is about that time. We're ready to wrap episode five up. Um, Joe, it's been great having you. I think it kind of helped me get over my little depressive state. So appreciate that. You got any closing thoughts for that? Uh, No, absolutely not. Uh, I think it was a great, uh, great time chopping it up with you guys. Uh, 
like I said, I love what you guys are doing and I'm happy that I could, uh, kind of add my two cents into a uh, little bit of heartbreak, a little bit of, uh, optimism, all of that. Uh, yeah, it was great. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, bud. Stud, you got any closing thoughts for the people? Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We appreciate you. And a special thanks to Joe, the Call of Duty Regiment leader for taking time from his evening to sit down and speak. Thank you, Joe. And uh, we'll all talk to you uh, next week. All right. Thank you, brother. You know it. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to kind of lead us into the closing quote of the week. It actually is from Urban Meyer. It's, uh, did you push yourself to be great today? If you didn't do it, you lost a day. We don't have too many days to lose. So go out there. Be great Mm. today. Take every day as you can. And uh, let's just be better every day. From all of us here at 4th, thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next time.